Hello, and welcome to So You Own a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the potential cocktail of good storytelling and just the right amount of coffee. I am Ryan. And I'm Miracle. Sometimes we get people who are just a little shy about being recorded. Not this time, though. We talked with Basim Blunt, a bit of a local legend from his time on Dayton Radio. I'm a senior producer uh, here at WYSO, and I'm the founding producer of Dayton Youth Radio. And I host a show on Friday nights called Behind the Groove. Behind the Groove is all the music from my teenage years. Uh, Funk music, uh, disco, a lot of soul and R&B. So I get to be a teenager every Friday, live my teenage dances. Basim is a man who loves to live in the moment and relive the past. I live next door. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey, and I live next door to a narcotics detective uh, on my block in Jersey City. And he had a VW van that he drove around, and I fell in love with it. I, I was I grew up like watching him fish and do stuff with his children in the van. And then when I turned maybe 22. Um, he had a for sale sign on it, and I said, "Take this, take the sign down." That I've been wanting that van, and I bought it off of him. That was my first one, Steel Blue Westphalia. I was so young, and I was in a, a college fraternity, and we just tore that van up. <laughs> we just destroyed. Man, I had it for two or three years. But you can imagine, like, 11 fraternity guys riding from, like, Jersey City to Baltimore to meet some pledges, you know, and uh, beer and joints being passed freely. No one had on a seatbelt. Wait a minute. Is that 11 dudes in a bus? I would say, let me see, Harold, Travis, Vernon, Joe, Dollar Bill... Me, CJ. That's only seven. Brian Poole. Okay, so eight. And um, Coley. So that's nine. And we were so close, so we were fraternity brother that um, you know one could like handle the stick shift while I just would put my foot on the ground so I can have a, like a, a beer in this hand or like. So it's funny. That's impressive. I had developed some driving skills there. We took it on a road trip. We actually drove it to Ohio um, before I even moved to Ohio. But um, we had driven it to Ohio. But um, I think that changing the oil was not our big prerogative to a 22-year-old. And so it was downhill from there. <laughs> But uh, there were some, um, it never left us stranded, you know, um, was able, and I'm not really a mechanically inclined, but um, there was, a, a, I think sparks flew in the van from the engine, you know, the engines in the rear of the vehicle, and then that was kind of the end of that one. And, you know, being young and immature, I kind of left the van like on the side of the road and then like in an abandoned part of Jersey City, a place called Journal Square. Have you ever gone to Journal So the police towed it because they're like, this guy just left this VW van here and it's been here for maybe a couple of days. 
So they came and towed it. And then uh, I went to the pound, the car pound, where they keep the van. They said, oh, it's like $1,000 because you left it there. You didn't pay the tickets. So you get it back $1,000. Ah, forget about it. I said, can I go in there and clean it out? And, and they said, yeah, go in there. And I, I cleaned everything out. And I took the key to the van. So I don't know how they started it, but I took the key and um, slept with that key under my pillow. Because I, I realized that I had let something go very valuable. And, you know, I got to grow up and, and be re- more responsible. It was hard. You know, what's that song, You Don't Know... Uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That song really meant a lot to me after letting the VW van go. So many cool people when you're riding around in the VW van, like, you know, people that you probably wouldn't talk to you in life would give you the thumbs up. Little kids would wave and smile, you know, that you, and it was just really a beautiful experience that I realized that I'm like, ah, oh, I blew it. Ouch. It hurts, doesn't it? Good thing time heals all wounds, right? Are you going to cliche your way through this entire interview? I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants. Well, um, so I moved to Dayton. I came to Dayton in 96, 97. And it's a real small town compared to Jersey City, New York. I'm like, I'm only going to be here for a minute. You know, work my way to LA, Chicago, whatever. It's a medium market town. And then met my wife. So God had other plans. I'm like, you ain't going nowhere. This is where you're going to stay at. So we got married and um, she would know. I was sleep with the key under my pillow. Still. Still. How many years? So this is uh, maybe 12 years. Wow. So she would change the sheets and do the laundry and stuff. And she'd take the key and just put it on the coffee table. And she didn't notice it for maybe... A year. And then she said, why do you keep putting, I knew I took this key down and I put it over here. Why do you keep putting it under your pillow? I said, I want another VW van. And I'm just trying to channel that energy of having, you know, finding another one. And so that's, she's like, all right. But it didn't happen right away. Because patience is a virtue. You can't help yourself, can you? No, I really can't. In 2000, we found Lucy. And it was an ad in the paper and a guy, Lucy came from uh, Boston and a guy brought it out here and I think his brother had it or something like that. And he lives in Centerville. So we drove out to Centerville and it was only maybe 1200 bucks. I had forgotten how to drive a stick shift though because I had been 12 years or whatever. So, so my wife brought, drove it home. She drove it home and, um, so uh, we raised four children. So we watched Basim go from frat guy in a van with eight guys. Nine guys. Right. Nine guys to a family man. And there were some really sweet memories. I remember taking Chloe, who's 29 now. She's graduated from Case Western. Um, when she was eight, right before that, you know, that teenage period, she had a sleepover. And she had five other eight, nine-year-old girls come, and they went to a bowling party. So I said, you got, you, you want to drive the VW van? Yay! Let's go on the VW van! And 
these girls just had a ball. And we just drove up to Beaver Creek to the bowling alley. But they were dancing. I don't, I don't know if Britney Spears or Beyonce was out when she was eight. But they had a ball in the VW van. And Caitlin, when I would pick her up in the van, she never wanted to go home. So we would drive the back roads in um, Trotwood and that area out there. And we would just get to a stop sign. And I'm like, Katie, which way you want to go? And she's like, let's go that way. And we just drive. And sometimes we got home after my wife got home. She said, where did you go? Dude, she gets off at 2.30. You just come home at 6 o'clock. I'm like, we just driving around in the VW van, just enjoying the, the cornfields and all that stuff. Malcolm, who's 16 now, when he was two, we went to my wife's family reunion. And I had just uh, switched jobs. I was at the teaching at the International College of Broadcasting, ICB. And had a falling out with the boss. And then I, I'm like, I, you know, I'm leaving. And I went to um, teaching at a high school. But anyway... So I said that, like, very confidently. Like, oh, you left one job and started another one. There was, like, a, two months in there where we didn't know what was going to happen. My, and that's when the family reunion was. My wife was so mad at me. So we get to the family reunion. She tells Lisa, her sister, who's the wrong person to tell anything, because then everybody's going to know. So she said, Lisa, by seeing quit his job. I, you know, I was so mad at him. You know, what, what are we going to do and everything like that? And she told Lisa. And within... Like three hours, Lisa told the whole family. So I'm at the family reunion, and it's out, it's out in Houston Woods, if you've ever been out there. And we took, I took the VW van, and like nobody was talking to me. Everybody was giving me the cold shoulder, and the whole, and I felt so bad that it was like two days. So um, that night, I'm like, I'm not sleeping in the cabin with y'all. I'm sleeping in my van, and me and my son, Malcolm, who's taller than me now, we just slept in the van. And it was like just a peaceful night. And we just remember that. And, you know, it seems like uh, in the morning, like, you want some coffee? Like, the family would realize. Or somebody said, you really upset by seeing nobody's talking to him. And so they went out there and, like, made amends. So we all got back together again. But that was a really cool night. I remember that night. Anyone who has raised teenagers knows what's coming next. Something happens, I noticed, when they hit 14. When I would drive the VW van outside, they went to Stivers in, in Dayton. And just like yesterday, I dropped you off. See that? Going to school. Then I come back the next day, and I'm parking out there. And then my kids would come outside, and they'd be like, go drive down to the corner. I am not going to be seen walking in that van. Peer pressure kicks in. Every one of the kids. That's that's the right age. 14, 15, like, I'm not getting in, in front of my friends. So that was, that was a heart-wrenching moment as a parent to realize, you know, that your, your child that loved this van went fishing in it, you know, has their Legos in there and shoes and all that kind of stuff. They get to an age where, like, no, no, that's it. That's the reason why I think I sold it to Antonio because, you know, it wasn't as much fun. The memories have died out and the kids are grown. That last ride in the VW van, you know, I could have just drove it right to Antonio because he lives on the corner here. But I said, you know what? I'm going to drive through town one last time in the VW van. And like magic, 
and you ride and it's like slow motion i'm riding a van like getting ready to give it over to the new owner and the kids coming out the market hey it was so beautiful i'm like and i just love it i'm like people like hey bw van so that was a memorable last ride you know the the universe all the planets aligned for just peace and joy on that last ride but you know the kids the kids grew up and you know they're married and finished with college now and stuff like that so and now my 16 year old he's like he's you know he's like dad we should have kept that i think we should have kept it you know and i'm like you're going to be wise man that's why i still keep the key i'm like the third vw van you will inherit he still has the key. And Basim already knows what he wants in his next bus. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a nice radio. You're going to hear me coming down the street. Fire! Dang, dang, dang. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's me. And he has a plan. Or at least he trusts that there is a plan. But you just never know how the Lord works. I'm just telling you, Ryan. <laughs> You know, just like somebody call you like, are you still looking for the VW van? Like, yeah, I'm Roberta. Why? Well, my neighbor's cousin, husband, you know, and I'm like, really? We can't wait to hear about Basim's third bus when it happens. But in the meantime, you can listen to more of Basim and his favorite songs on Behind the Groove. It's on 91.3 on Friday nights between 10 p.m. and 12 midnight. And then we're streaming the shows, the previous two week shows on WISO.org. And you can go down to listen to music shows and click on Behind the Groove. And you can hear more of our adventures, including the places we've been and the people we've met. Recipes, product reviews, playlists. Just visit ontheroadwithaddy.com. Addy is spelled A-D-I-E. Until next time. Fire! Dang, dang, dang. Ugh!